at this point to uh, Mark's gospel and his uh, recording of Jesus' entry into Jerusalem, uh, which we especially commemorate today. Be reading from Mark 11, the first 11 verses. Now, when they drew near to Jerusalem, to Bethphage and Bethany at the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two of his disciples and said to them, Go into the village in front of you, and immediately as you enter it, you will find a colt tied, <clears throat> on which no one has ever sat. Untie it and bring it. If anyone says to you, Why are you doing this? Say, The Lord has need of it, and will send it back immediately. And they went away and found a colt tied at a door outside in the street, and they untied it. And some of those standing there said to them, What are you doing untying that colt? And they told them what Jesus had said, and they let them go. And they brought the colt to Jesus and threw their cloaks on it, and he sat on it. And many spread their cloaks on the road, and others spread leafy branches that they had cut from the fields. And those who went before and those who followed were shouting, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the coming kingdom of our father David. Hosanna in the highest. And as he entered Jerusalem and went into the temple, I'm sorry, and he entered Jerusalem and went into the temple. And when he had looked around at everything as it was already late, he went out to Bethany with the twelve. I want us to turn our attention to an often overlooked element of this story. The donkey. The donkey on which... Jesus rode the donkey that Zechariah prophesied about, which Bill read for us just a few moments ago. Let me tell you all I know about donkeys. And don't worry, I told you this is going to be short. And it will be. Dougal told me that donkeys, these notoriously stubborn animals, have been used as working animals for they think about 5,000 years. There are more than a million donkeys worldwide with a small number of them kept specifically for breeding or as pets. The majority are used, though, as work or pack animals in mostly underdeveloped countries. And those who we assume know such things say that they are actually very intelligent animals Playful, friendly, but cautious. Well, before Jesus directed his disciples to go and untie this donkey and bring it, Zechariah, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, wrote that that very thing would happen. Jesus commemor or Jesus fulfilled that prophecy on the day that we commemorate this morning. The accounts of Jesus in Jerusalem and his arrival there just days before his betrayal, his trial, his crucifixion, and ultimately his resurrection. That entry into is a story of great humility. On the other side of the city, simultaneous to Jesus' arrival, remember the context of the time. Passover was just around the corner. In fact, in another gospel, there is a kind of a, 
of, of an inside conversation that the priests and the Pharisees have, will Jesus actually come for Passover? This commemoration of God's deliverance of the Israelite people and on Holy Thursday or Monday Thursday, we, we remember the, the apostles or the disciples in Jesus gathered in the upper room celebrating Passover. Well, you can imagine why Pilate would have wanted to be there. Think about, think about kind of the, the national the nationalism and and the the, the uh, momentum that a that that some sort of a program or a movement would have had in that very time. Well, God has delivered us in the past. Maybe he will deliver us again right now. So, what does Rome do? Rome tries to discourage any whisper of that sort of activity. So Pilate is coming into Jerusalem, likely almost simultaneous to Jesus, but they stand in stark contrast. Pilate arrived with a show of pomp and force. He likely entered the city on a great stallion while Jesus was riding into the city on a young, unbroken donkey. Pilate was surrounded by security forces of Roman soldiers who bore swords and shields and heavy armor. Contrast that with Jesus, who entered the city surrounded by unarmed peasants, waving not swords and shields, waving palm branches. A symbol of peace. Pilate's soldiers sneered at those watching them enter while Jesus' followers sang, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Even in those few things, you see, I'm sure, that no greater contrast could be made between the kingdom of this world, the kingdom of the Roman Empire, and the kingdom of God. It was brute force versus gentle peace. Yet within this event, Jesus is announcing to a world that would be watching that he was the Messiah. Of course, the religious authorities would have automatically thought of Zechariah's prophecy. And Jesus' popularity was quickly becoming the threat to their establishment, but also this seemingly ever-growing following would grab the attention of Rome. How would Rome respond? Well, the same way they'd responded to any other potential rebellion. With enough force to make sure that no one thought it would be a good idea to join in the insurrection. So with a focus towards self-preservation, the religious authorities honed fully in on addressing the problem presented to them by Jesus. This same Jesus that they viewed riding into Jerusalem on the donkey. This Jesus who by so doing was signaling that he was, he was the promised one. He was the one who would set into motion events that he knew would be irreversible. And yet some in the crowd who had sung his praises that Sunday morning, the following Friday, would be the ones who would participate in his execution. 
This humble man who sought to bring love and compassion in the world would soon die the cruelest of deaths on the cross of Golgotha. A death that he could have, but chose not to avoid. 